What made me feel better about losing podcasts was hearing Joe Rogan say, you know, out of all the podcasts he's done, he's probably lost 10 to 20%. So I imagine, you know, obviously they're a little better than, than we are at losing them, I guess. Get it. Let's go. Another episode of Adversity Kings, episode number two of this episode. Because <laughs> we did this and the episode just I, I don't I don't know. I heard I, I I've lost so many episodes in, in recording um podcasts, probably done over two hundred and fifty, and only two hundred are out. So you guys can do the math. You know, you imagine you lose twenty, twenty-five percent. What made me feel better about losing podcasts was hearing Joe Rogan say, you know, out of all the podcasts he's done he's probably lost 10 to 20%. So I imagine, you know, obviously they're a little better than, than we are at losing them, I guess. But but with that being said, it makes me feel better because you win some, you lose some, and out of every every 25 we do, we lose one. So I think the file corrupted somehow, I have no idea. But we figured it out for that issue. You know what I mean? I don't know about the issues in the past, I couldn't tell you. But, so here, here we go again, the first time for you guys, the second time for us, and we got a lot accomplished, you know what I mean? We've stayed in touch. Over the last week, we recorded this a week ago, and you know, I I, I would say, uh, Mondo, you've got a lot accomplished, and I've just kind of sat back and enjoyed. I don't know, know bro. I, I walked in on your uh, I walked in on your speech Monday morning speech, bro. Yeah. I was motivated. I was yeah. about to sell some shit. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It was cool, man. Mondays he has like a whole full blown like meeting with everybody in the team, yeah. and I was like, whoa, this is dope. Like, it makes me. Feel I walked good. in at the perfect time. It makes me feel good because the the veterans they just kind of sit there and look like their life's over. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's always new people that come in like I'm motivated. You know what I mean? But somebody somebody that's in the grind, I feel like it's probably like fighting. It's like everybody. You know what I noticed? You know, watching you be in our culture over the last you know couple of days is uh, anytime somebody finds out that somebody's like a fighter, you know they they immediately start telling them about hey I used to box when I was four. Oh, you Dude. already know that. Bro, bro. I'm just sitting there thinking like I don't know like. You know what I mean? Like what you what you're processing? Yeah, like I don't know what you're processing in your mind. Like if you boxing <clears throat> at four equates to like you know you want to get in a ring with them and test it out because like it's not going to end well. You know what I mean for you? And it's like I'm not I'm not like making fun of those people because I'm the same way. I watch UFC and think like, oh yeah, I'll get in a ring and I'll tear that guy apart. And then I'm like struggling with the guy over here at local jujitsu and I'm like, oh my god, bro. Man, you know what I mean? A, like the thing is, like as a pro fighter, bro, I almost grew to be like. I don't know. I don't want to say numb, but like it's like selective hearing. Like I hear it. It's in when we were out there. Other, yeah. it's like all right, cool. I used to That's do taekwondo up. when I was yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. Like, bro. But I mean, bro. At the end of the day, one thing I've noticed, like, like I, I take pride in being a good person, bro. There is yeah. a lot of dickheads in the fight game, but there's a lot of good people in the fight yeah, game. Is. So honestly, the bar is real high. Yeah. But I just try to be a person that brings a positive impact to people. Yeah. So like to them, it's just one specific moment where they're talking to me. To me, it's like what the the fifth time today alone that i'm yeah. hearing the same thing from somebody different you know yeah. so i try to give everybody the same type of attention i'm like oh that's what's up you know like you still yeah. do it whatever this and that but you know at the end of the day that conversation to them might be a little bit more than it is to me but yeah. it's still cool as fuck so i yeah. like if people want to come to me and talk about that shit hell yeah i'll talk your ass off that's awesome about some fighting stuff that's humility man and, and yeah. i think uh you know it goes a long way and you, you even when in a fight game because I don't, I don't think like i think high level fighting if you really want to make a lot of money at it well, a lot of money in life in general is going to go to the person that gets the most attention. You know, it's not even always the best fighter or the best record. It's who's going to sell the most pay-per-views. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I think behind the scenes, the more and more I meet these fighters, the more I'm finding out that there's 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 a lot of humility in the fight game. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know how you can't be humble when you're, you're literally walking in and having the 
ha, ha, there's there's good odds that opposed to the normal individual, you might die. You might not yeah. leave that ring or you might not leave in one piece. You're going to get your head split, your wrist broken. Like, what was it? Was it Dan Hooker that keeps breaking his arm or yeah, something? Yeah, bro. That's, he just you know, has bad luck like, with his arms, bro. It's horrible, When he man. fought Jalen Turner, yep. Yeah, dude, And then Jalen Turner just took a fight this past weekend on nine days' notice, and the first thing they ask him, how would you feel about your last fight with Dan? He's like, dude, honestly, looking at that dude in the hospital, knowing I took years off his life, like, that's not cool. Yeah. And, like, he lost the fight. Like, yeah. Dan Hooker still beat him, but he's still, in a way, like, you know, he did take a couple years off his life because they were out there banging, bro. Like, yes. That, that takes time off your clock for sure. And like Absolutely. for somebody to be that humble that they're like, oh man, like even though I lost, like I feel bad that I did that to him. Like he was in the hospital longer than I was. Yeah. And I think we talked about that on the last pod. I was like, man, you know, sometimes you, you, you'll hear like really amateur individuals that just have never fought or been in a street fight or two, just say like, oh, I'm going to black out or I'm going to like, I'll, I'll see red. Like I'll yeah. get so emotional <laughs> that I think I can win any fight. But then when you watch a professional I was doing the calculations in my mind and I was like, I, I don't know how many, you know, like like good sparring matches you'll do in fight camp leading up to a professional yeah. fight. Let's say hypothetically it's five and then you got 20, 20 pro fights. There's a hundred like good like fights that mm -hmm. you have in with individuals, not including your amateur come up. You know what I mean? An amateur, I feel like you do twice as many fights as you do typically pro, you know what I mean? For the most, yeah. of them, I feel like I see individuals will do, you know, kickboxers will do like 50 kickboxing matches or something like and that. And 50 isn't even no like obscene number. Like, yeah. You know, like these Thai fighters overseas, bro, they're talking about, they don't even talk about records. If you, if you see true ties, true Thai fighters, they're not talking like, oh, I'm like 50 and six, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like 56 fights. They don't tell you the wins and losses. Cause it's all about how many fights you've been in, how long you've been in there, and like yes. your experience level. Because no matter what, you're gonna get Reps. better. Yes, and that's the thing. But when it comes to like another thing, like back to the what you were talking about earlier, when it comes to fighting, like I think uh, the reason fighters are mostly humble is like to be the best or to be good at least, you have to get your ass beat. Like yeah. you're bound to have got your ass beat a few times, and there's yes. nothing more humbling than getting your ass kicked. Yeah. So like I feel like for me that made me a lot more humble through the time coming like you know the 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 time that i've been in in my fight game uh that's that's kind of what i've felt but i've always been a humble person yeah i come from an og like mexican family my dad's super humble mom's super humble and they make sure they keep they keep me in check always you know yeah. but the thing is like where was i going with this <laughs> my bad just with the humility and getting your getting yeah your ass kicked the thing is also like being humble that's that's got more that's got more for me than my fight career ever has, Amen. if that makes sense. Yeah, like, absolutely. My fight career, like, yeah, people come up to me and they're like, hey, bro, you fight, like, you get this table for free, you get this for free, that for free, that's cool and all, you know? But, like, most of my sponsors, most of the people around me that support me, that pay for shirts, that pay for tickets, that that have me on their podcast, it's, yeah. it's not from being a good fighter, it's from being a good person, you know? Absolutely. And, like, I feel like ever since, like, even, I mean, granted, if you forget about the fact that we did this last week and it corrupted, yeah. like, you had me on because, like, you know, we hit it off like we're, we're we're homies now and it's been cool like i actually just got done doing some work here for yes. you and like you you're supporting my art not just my fighting you know yeah. I'm, I'm doing graffiti on your walls at your business that yes. people are gonna see every day i hope we get some footage uh hopefully media team remind me don't put this out there if you watch the whole way through uh without us putting like clips right here yeah. to show the to show the work so he i actually asked him and i was like we were going we were talking about graffiti on the last podcast i should I had this one dude do this. Could you do something similar? Not only did he do something similar, he did it even better, in, in my personal opinion, in regard to 
everything we got out of the value, the experience and everything like that. So like, well, hopefully we were able to show you guys what we put out. Uh, we, we did both, two different walls and yeah. he got it done in less than like, probably total like actual work time, 24 hours. It was over the span of two days, but work time, yeah. I bet it was less than 24 hours in between both, yeah. both walls. And it is sweet. So I'm excited for you guys to see that. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited about how they came out, bro. Yeah. And it's always cool to have like, you, it's like, it's, it's a lot, a lot of it, like I could relate it to fighting. Like you're always one step better in the gym than you are in the cage. Yeah. And like when it comes to graffiti and art and stuff, I always feel like I look at, I look back at my old art and I'm like, man, I could do a little better, a little better. Yes. Like when I sent you my references, I was like, man, I feel like I got better stuff in me. Yeah. So this right now I'm real excited yeah. about. I'm like, yes. cool. Now I got a dope reference for the next New person. references. Yes. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, tying back into that emotional, what I, I feel like I didn't get to complete, you know, where I was saying like amateur guys, the blackout, red out type deal, I see red. And, as a, and and people will think like they could just win. They'll just walk in the street and they'll beat up, you know, some some UFC fighter. You know, what I wanted to point out to you guys was I, watch these fighters in the UFC, these professional fighters in general, is there's not this like the most emotional fighter I feel like I see is Sean Strickland right now. I feel like yeah. he seems like a real hot headed type of type of fighter but even then there's some poise and he's he's calculated with his distancing and with yeah. his punching with his footwork and, you know it's still calculated whereas like i think what a lot of amateurs it's like it's not a calculation whatsoever it's just swing for the fences and absolutely emotional and I, I i'm i'm curious from from you and your experience of it of like when do you feel like you know fighters transition from that emotional state to like being poised and actually being able to go three or four or five rounds and dap each other up while you're like trying to kill each other. I've seen fighters do yeah. it all the time, like just dap each other up, bow to each other, respect one another, and then the bell rings and it's right back to I'm, I'm trying to take your head off. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it was a true definition of amateur and pro. Like, yeah. I wasn't gonna go pro and my coach didn't want me to go pro until I call it having your head above water. Yeah. Because when you're in the cage and you, and you do like see red, you know, your first couple fights you see red, you're, full-blown adrenaline and you don't know how to control it you're just like you're just like an arrow they got pulled back and you're just like Vroom, you know yeah. like taz the tornado bro. yeah um you don't hear anything it's like you're underwater like yeah I, that's the best way i could explain it and then you get to a moment in the fight where you're comfortable like for me it was like coming from a wrestling background when i would take somebody to the ground i'm like okay cool now all of a sudden i can hear my coaches now I can now I can think now I can yeah. work a couple steps ahead and know what I'm doing you know mm -hmm. like everybody has their certain their their little their their tricks up their sleeve or their favorite techniques and everybody has their thing that yeah. that they're comfortable in and to me it's that and when I went pro was when I could do that anywhere like I could control the pace of the fight standing up on the ground on the cage or whatever else it was yeah yeah that's huge man that's huge now you talked talked on your uh, your heritage your Mexican background. Now you were born in in Chicago, but parents were yeah. born in Mexico, right? Yeah. And so, First what part generation. of what part of Mexico what, were your parents born in? My family's from Jalisco, from a tiny, tiny little place, like tiny yeah. little village called El Pitayo, Jalisco, Mexico. And then, have you gone back to visit? Oh, I go back all the time, bro. I, I'm I'm probably in Mexico if you could average it out, probably like between a month and two months a year. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I go to like the American spots every time I go. It's like, cool, bro. The tourism spots are sweet, bro. Cancun I'm, Don't get Cabo. it twisted. Actually, I went to Puerto Vallarta. I don't know <clears throat> if I'm saying that right. Yeah. But uh, you said that perfect, actually. Yeah. And that's why. That's actually in the state that I'm from. Okay. Yeah. So there's states then technically. Yeah, there's still states. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. I'm on. Uh, I think today was 
you know, Zaleski will make fun of it, but uh, I think I'm on like 280 days of uh, Duolingo, yeah. which I still think the, I picked up the most Spanish when I went to Peru when I was 16 and I was like, like just indulged in this yeah. missions trip. And you, like, there is no, like there's one translator and that's about yeah. it, you know what I mean? So, but like, I think like if anybody's out there and you're trying to like learn a language, like try to get around where yeah. there's no other option. Like everything's yeah. Spanish, the music, the TV, the, the yeah. pe like everything's Spanish, but like, like the, the teaching and, and you know, the American classrooms and uh, the apps and so it's like, I'm, I'm reading it a lot faster than like yeah. hearing it. Cause there's so many different dialects. Like I yeah. got Dominican friends, I got Puerto Rican friends. We got oh, different, yeah. you know, Latinos and Latinas in the office. So like, they all got different, like, like Venezuelans, oh, yeah. Colombians, this, that, I'll let other. it be known right now, bro. Sometimes like, uh, like, like a dude from like the Dominican could come up to me and start talking to me fast, full speed. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And, I, and there's nobody more well-versed than me when it comes to Spanish because I have two different kinds of Spanish. Oh, okay. I have country. See, people don't, what people don't know is like, just like in America, you have city people and country people. Yeah. Same thing in Mexico. You have country people and I've been thinking that all the time, yeah. And my family's country. Yeah. So I grew up with a specific form of Spanish, like yeah. slang Spanish that's from the country. Yes. But like, it, it'd be like trying to listen to a, a real down south, like down yeah. home country type of dude. Yeah. Trying to talk to you like this and you don't, you have no idea what he's saying. Yeah. But that's what I grew up with. And then yes. I, when I started MMA, I started uh, rubbing shoulders with all like the, the Mexico MMA fighters, which yes. are from the city. Those are like, those are like more educated, polished up type of Spanish. So I learned real formal Spanish now as well. So I have both. And I still don't understand these Dominican Who's dudes. Who's the uh, light, 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 light Mexican dude? Brandon Moreno? Yeah. What, yeah. Is he city or country? He's from the city. He's from Tijuana. Yeah. So he's like pretty close to as Americanized as you can get because yeah. Tijuana is right underneath San Diego. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. they, they, almost, they call it Baja California, which is like, it's right on, because it's right across the border. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that they have at their disposal in Tijuana, you don't get that in, in Southern, Southern, Who, Southern Did he just Mexico. lose to a Mexican? Who did he, didn't he just lose to a No, team? he lost to Alexander Pantoja, who's from Brazil. Oh, okay. But that Portugal. was a crazy banger don't, fight. Doesn't Pantoja, don't, do they fight He's again? about to fight soon. Yeah, Pantoja. Who's he fighting against again? Brandon Royval. Oh, and what, yeah. what's Brandon Royval? Do you know what Bra is? Brandon Royval is full American. That's full American. what he claims. What yeah. do you think that fight's going to look like? Dude, I really think that Brandon Royval, um, I was never going to root against Brandon Moreno because I'm homies with him. Yeah. And obviously, I want to see the Mexican guy win. Yeah. But um, I definitely think Royville is up next, man. I really do. And I think right now is What camp does he time. fight out of? He, Factory X. Where's Factory X? Factory X is Colorado. So that dude got a third lung already off rip. Oh, my God. And I God. think he's yeah. like, he's he's a real complete package. Great on the ground. Great on the feet. Big wins against big time guys. Yeah. And a lot of people said... And I don't quote me on this, but a lot of people did say that Brandon's win doesn't count against Royval because Royval's shoulder popped out. You know, his shoulder popped out. He couldn't defend himself, so he ate a bunch of punches, and the ref stopped the fight. Damn. But so it was a real tough break. But um, unfortunately, things happened the way they did. Brandon got his belt back, and you know, or Brandon got his belt, I should say. Yeah. And things worked out the way they did, but now it's Brandon Royville's turn and let's see what he does with it, man. But I think that's a great matchup for him and it's gonna be a dope fight. Against Pantoja. Oh yeah, that's phenomenal insane. fight. Yeah. I've never, I haven't seen in the most recent fights, I have not seen uh, Benil Darouche yeah. lose. Well, and, and I saw recently today <laughs> that uh, Poye uh, declined a fight from him. Yeah. Like, why don't you think, because he don't, he's not like a really big character, you think because he don't sell pay-per-views, he, he isn't getting bigger fights? I don't think that's what it is, bro. I think Dustin Poirier is in a place in his career where he don't care, man. Yeah, he's he got money. Play, yeah. He's got 
status. He has all the things he needs, man. People don't don't get it twisted. Uh, when you're first starting off, yeah, fighting is a job. Yeah, people think that fighting is a job, but when you get to a certain level, you realize that fighting isn't a job; it's an opportunity. Yeah. So you use this to build your platform for the next thing. So you see, Dustin. Yeah, now he has the status. Now he has the. You know, he's a diamond hot sauce. He right? has the hot sauce going. Yeah. He has a lot of things going for himself now. So yeah. he doesn't necessarily need to take fights. He doesn't feel like taking. I mean, if, if Connor calls, he's taking the Connor fight. Yeah. Um, if if it was him and Chandler again, he'd probably do it. But yeah. Darush, man, I mean Darush is also in that point in his career that, where that it ain't worth the money. You know, it ain't it ain't yeah. worth it, man. It ain't worth the money. Are you gonna watch uh so this Saturday, any of these fights appealing to you? You got Sue. Uh, Madurge versus Alan Nasamento. I don't know if I'm saying he's yeah, right. Yeah, Alan Nasamento and Sumadarji. Yeah, that's gonna be a dope fight because Sumadarji always always brings a crazy high paced, explosive yeah. type of fight. Yeah. His fight with Matt Schnell was nuts, bro. Yeah, nuts, bro. And Alan Nasamento's that type of guy too. You know, he's going out there, he's banging anybody from shoot to box from Charles Oliveira's camp. Yeah, are, they're gonna do their thing, man. No so matter he's what. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan yeah. Nasamento. Yep. What about so Anthony Lionheart Smith? We already know how mm -hmm. he gets down. Khalil Roundtree. Khalil Roundtree, bro. I'm Both telling vets. you that. Yeah. Uh, Khalil Roundtree, bro, did a little bid out in Thailand. And ever since then, he's been just leg chopping the shit out yeah. of people. And he's super violent, bro. So I think that's going to be a cool fight both ways. I honestly like that fight better than what it was originally. Damn, dude. Now, Sam Yudong and uh, Chris Gutierrez is, is the uh, main event. Main event. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Dude, I'm always super locked in when it's a fight in my weight class, bro, because I, I, I truly feel like I could be at that level on yes. any given day, you know? Yes. So uh, I love Gutierrez. I love his style. I've heard I love his what name he does. a lot. Yeah, he's a great leg kicker, phenomenal leg kicker, and really good at his range game. Yep. So it's going to be a, a tale of two fighters, man. It's it's a, it's a rangy leg kicker type of fight, finesse type of fight Yeah. versus... Uh, in your face, pressure forward, boxer type because you, nobody got boxing like you dong at 135 yeah. pounds. So it's gonna be a sick ass. Who's fight, his box? Where's his boxing come out of? Uh, coach wise, he was a he was an Olympic level boxer in Japan, no China. Yeah, and he moved to Team Alpha Male. So he's with Team Alpha Male now. You know, he's evened out his game. He has Damn. a little bit of everything, and he has great training partners. Now, so it's a dope fight. Here's what I'm really excited for: 296. <clears throat> oh yeah, I want to start from the bottom here, Vicente. Luque versus Ian Gary, who's undefeated right mm -hmm. now. He's he's hot. Yeah. Irish dude. And on top of that, I also saw, I don't know if you follow like any like just oh, like everything beef. is going on, bro. Dylan Dan yeah. is posting yeah. the screenshot mm -hmm. from him and his girl. Bro, I mean, but that's not the worst of it. That's not the thing that's of not it, bro. The worst? Like, have you not you don't know what's going on with the Ian Gary situation? What else is going on with so it? So his girl uh, back in the day. Oh, his coat though, he was already she was already married. Divorced and isn't the like uh, yeah 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 his his nutritionist is her is, ex is her ex, but they said something about they live together. That's not true. Oh, okay. I'm not hearing <laughs> yeah. that. That's a reach. Yeah, but here's what really happened. His girl wrote a book ten years ago, at least ten years ago, called How to Be a Wag, How to Be a Wife and Girlfriend is the acronym, and basically it's like a it's a step by step handbook on how to lure a professional a young professional athlete and basically get a bag. And be a, be his girlfriend or be his wife straight like that. Wow! And it's like a step by step thing, like diets, um, workout routines, how to how to like how to balance like the nightlife of like being a professional athlete's girl. Yeah, bro, check it out. Google it. It's out. Oh there. my god, dude! And this was imagine bro, walking into your this girl's was in like 2012, <laughs> bro. And she doesn't deny it. She's like, yeah, my problem is like I don't know how to stay single. Like me and him, like we were supposed to be a one night stand. Yeah, like, straight up. 
And now oh my people, God. people are just tripping on him. I think it's just, you know, just some noise. But, I mean, it is crazy because she is, like, over 10 years older than him. And now they got a baby. So he's locked in. Locked in for he's 18 years. That's regardless. a Kanye song. So I don't What's, know, man. You got to know where go? you're stepping, bro. You got to know where you're stepping. Um, I hope he doesn't carry this all into the fight because I'm trying to see the best Ian yes. Gary versus the best Luke. Because I promise you right now, undefeated or not, top prospect or not, Connor comparisons or yeah. not. Luke don't give a fuck about none of that. And the weird part is they train together. They train together too? Bro, they're from they're both from Hard Knocks. Or not not Hard Knocks, pardon me. Not Sanford either, pardon me. It's called Killcliffe now. Okay. But yeah, bro, that that gym. Now, is is Connor affiliated with that gym then? No, no, no. Okay, I was no, gonna no, say no. I didn't know. I'm what... saying the Connor comparisons because of the whole Ireland. Yeah, that's what I was you know, thinking. I didn't know if Connor took like all Irish guys like yeah. under his wing or anything like that. <laughs> no. Nah, no, nah, no. Don't even care. So lightweight. So that was a welterweight. Lightweight, we got Tony Ferguson, absolute vet, been training with David Goggins. Yeah. So, so I heard some comments earlier that it's overtraining. Yeah. And well, Patty, I think, said, Patty said he's overtraining and he thinks it's going to make him easier for him to just go ahead and just absolutely destroy Tony, which I don't I don't think you ever really destroy Tony. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I mean, bro, take Tony, a lot of damage. Like, people, like, yeah, he's on a losing streak, but when you're at the top of the game, you're fighting the best of the best and it's this real slim margin between win or loss. Yeah. And I think if you watch all of his fights, he never really got manhandled mm -mm. except for the Charles fight. The he Charles still fight ate was a some, bad one. He still ate some crazy stuff. In yeah. The arm bar, he ate it. Yeah. That was disgusting. In that fight, yep. The heel hook was disgusting. But like, look at the fight with Chandler. He was looking great up until he got yeah. his chin kicked Clipped. off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's it, He never really looks bad. He's never out of a fight. It's still a competitive fight that gets put off. Patty's you know? last win was controversial. He didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> so he, you can't no, even, it's not controversial about it. He just straight up lost. Yeah. So like full-blown highway robbery. I feel like he should have, a. I mean, obviously he can't display that, you know, he, you know, being worried or anything yeah. like that, but dude blows up and cuts down. And I just did, you know, shout out to you, bro. I don't know what's the longest you've ever gone without eating, but I know making, what do you walk at? 150? I walk around at 160. 160. And, and you make 135? myself go, yeah, I'm a 135. Bro, I did a five-day water fast. I stopped yeah. last Sunday. Sunday, five o'clock, stopped eating, just did water until Friday. I think we went 110 hours. Okay. Just water. It was the most insane thing I ever did. And, I, and the whole time I kept thinking, I was like, I had to remind myself. Yeah. Fighters do like pro fighters, they if they don't go five days, they go even if even if it's not five days of no food, it might be like 10 days of just eating a cracker or no, something. No, you know what's worse, bro? See, look, I I'm blessed to be with in my opinion, the best nutritionist oh, yes, in the world. Yeah. I'm with Tristan Kennedy. Shouts out Tristan Kennedy, man. Yes. That's Conor McGregor's nutritionist. Yeah. And he is the smartest dude I've ever met when it comes to nutrition. Yeah. He has me on a crazy diet where I actually eat way more than I normally do. Yeah. And uh, it, it works great. You know, I eat, I'm, I'm eating full meals up until the day, like up until weigh-ins, really, up until like 12 hours beforehand. Damn. But the problem is... I don't have any salt. I don't have any sugar. So everything this. goes right through me. Yeah. Right through me. And it does not feel, even though I'm eating all this food, it doesn't feel like I'm eating all this food. I heard So this. it's still uncomfortable, but it's like it's almost like a soul cleanse, bro. Like yeah. I need that to feel accomplished when I get in. Like yeah. everything's a win leading up to a weigh-in, leading yeah. up to a fight. So I win my diet. I win my training. I win my weight cut. I win my road work. Win I win everything. everything. Win my sleep. Win my recovery. Win, win my up. stretching. Yes. Everything. Yes. And that's everything in life. I mean, if anybody's watching this, like, it doesn't even have to be yeah. fighting related. Win everything. Win when you wake up, make your bed. Win Absolutely. when you get out of the house when you're supposed to. Win when you're on top of your schedule, not behind and chasing your schedule. Yeah. You know? Be a good husband. Be a good brother. Be a good 
son, boyfriend, all of whatever. Yeah, fuck, you know what I'm saying? What about um? So who do you got winning that fight, Tony or Patty? Shit, I want to go see. I want to go see Tony get that done, bro. Yeah, for one time. Yeah, yeah, he needs that. I, That'd be something good to retire off see of. It. I don't think it's bad. The only thing I think is bad about that about that preparation that everybody keeps talking about with David Goggins is like. He's he's working the one thing that he doesn't need to work. Yeah, it's cardio. He's he, always been known to be the guy that has a third lung and yeah. is super tenacious and never quits. Yeah. So if you're already super tenacious and never quit and you have an iron will, yeah. why are you doing that? Like, you know yeah. you got it. You know you're going to do it. And he did. Yeah. David Goddard himself signed off on it. Hey, he passed Hell Week. He's the only person to ever do it. What would you what would you work on with, with Tony to beat Patty? Bro, I'd, I'd, I'd focus on having my preparation be proper and come into the fight at 100%, or yeah. at least as close as he can be. Is because it groundwork? there's Is things it? that he can't do anymore that he used to be able to do, things that his body physically can't do anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have the knee mobility he used to, the flexibility he used to, the, the speed that he used to. So if I was him, I'd be working a lot of strength and conditioning, a little bit, like just a little bit of cardio and just a lot of reps, you know, just... Just good game plan. Staying on, I, in my opinion, I'd say stay on the feet. Yeah. Patty is a weight bully. He's gonna try to be on top of you. So I would be working to keep it on the feet. And yeah. Have and Patty has, even though he claims he doesn't get knocked out, he does have a pretty sketchy chin. As far as like, you can put him in bad positions, and he yeah. does get cracked, and he does leave that chin wide up there. So if yeah. I was Tony's corners, I would definitely be working the striking the most, and it'd be a good night. I think this guy's one of the probably probably my. This one, I think, me personally, I'm the most excited to watch. It's Steven Thompson versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Rachmanov. That's going to be sick. I'm excited. I mean, this guy's undefeated right now. Steven Thompson. I'm not hearing it. For real? I'm not hearing it. So why do you think Steven Thompson Bro, over? do you have any idea how many people come up to Steven Thompson talking about some, I'm going to take you down and submit you? How many people do you think say that to him? Everybody. Yeah. Every single... Who's ever went out there and been like, I'm a better striker than you. I'm just going to strike. Other than Kevin Holland, because he's a G. Yes. Nobody else has ever said that. Yeah. Nobody else has ever said that. Nobody else has ever done that. Granted, people have knocked. Who him won out. the Holland Stephen Thompson fight? Oh, he beat the shit out of Stephen, or he beat the shit out of Holland. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. Um, I'm pretty sure he kicked him and broke his arm when he checked it when he checked the oh, kick. Oh, yeah. And then the rest of the fight was kind of like lackluster. I but think they I were banging. Yeah, they were banging. I will give him that. Um, that's gonna be a sick fight. Uh, I still think Stephen Thompson's like that. I still think his striking's incredible. I think his submission defense is incredible and his wrestling defense is incredible. Where's he trained out of? Stephen Thompson? Yeah. Uh, Simpsonville, South Carolina, upstate karate with his dad. Wow. Yeah. So it's not even his like His dad's a been his coach forever. Big, big camp or I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, they bring good guys in. I mean, okay, yeah. I don't know how it is. Don't, don't catch me lying, but Chris Weidman is like, I think he married Stephen Thompson's sister or something yeah. like that. And I think he stays down that way now too. Yeah, what a so, dog. I mean, he OG definitely dog. got work. Yeah, like, he got work. Yeah, yeah. OG dog. Um, did he, he ever recover from that? Yeah, I split? mean, he just caught a win. Okay, a little Let's lackluster go. win, but you yeah. know, I mean, a win's a win. A win's a win. He dude. went out there, he got it done. Cool. Yeah, wins a, in the Happy in the biggest him. fighting league Hell in yeah. the world. Wins Happy a win. For him. Uh, we already went over Pantoja and Brandon. You got Brandon Royval. What about Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington? Man. Man, man, man. One thing I know is I got to stop rooting against, not rooting against, but I got to stop, I got to stop sleeping on Leon, bro. Leon could get it done. And I think Leon will get it done. Yeah. I mean, that's a long ass layoff for Kobe, bro. It's been a while since the last time he fought. He hasn't fought in over two years and he hasn't, 
um he well yeah he hasn't seen no action in almost two years now yeah because like after his last fight uh was the whole jorge masvidal catching him slipping incident where he snuck punched him yeah on the random and he fucked up i guess he either he fucked up his jaw or he got a concussion one or the other I heard he either sued. way i heard he, he took a lot yeah he did yeah i mean which it's understandable because yeah. you're a fighter so if you get yeah. your your business damaged yeah you know what i mean i feel like, I mean, some he, like oh, he couldn't fight for over a year so yeah I mean, that is grounds to sue somebody, I would say. Yeah, you know it's your saying? business. You Shit. know what I mean? Like, like, dude, I don't care about, like, I don't care about you sneak this in me. I'm not trying to press charges, but I most definitely need to get my bag. Like, yeah. that's, if you're if you're at that level, at the Kobe level, you like, probably got kids. You probably got half a milli yeah. in a fight. Like, yeah, 250, 250, something like that. Yeah, I don't easy. know. Maybe I might, I might just be spitting out. I feel like, numbers. but I also feel like at that level, you probably ha he probably has a year round staff. So if you got a year round staff yeah. and not a year round, because your a boys, you're not just gonna take your boys off your yeah. like your off off your payroll or whatever. Yeah. If you don't got that year round income, it's like, yeah, that that's messed up. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's messed up. Um, so the the last one I ask you about here is it's I I don't know if it's completely inked in yet, but I, I'm looking at projections of 297. Strickland versus Duplessis or Duplessis. That's for sure. That's for Him sure. Duplessis, yeah. Who do you think's winning that? Come on, bro. Sean Strickland about to get that done, bro. Bro, he's I, a I, dog. I mean, it's hard to root against uh, Duplessis because even though he look, look, he fights like a wounded squirrel, like he goes out there and gets shit done, bro. Yeah, he does. I think his funk and the fact that he does everything so ugly yes. makes him win fights, bro. But hats off to him, bro. He gets shit done, so I can't really say a whole lot. But yeah. in my opinion, he'd definitely be tripping the way he'd be training sometimes. I'll ask one more fight, like one more specific fight, like projection type deal is uh, I thought I saw a call out for a fight number three from Pereira for Adesanya. But he did. I swear he I heard. He wants it at 205. Okay. I, heard. I mean, and he had a very good reason as to why. Well, in my opinion, two reasons as to why. Yeah. One, he doesn't want to deal with any of those other 205ers because... Why would he want to fight a real 205er for his first title defense? Yeah. I'd rather go get that big bag to fight somebody I'm comfortable with, somebody I know. Yeah. And the other reason, which is the the reason that he said, the first reason is my theory as to why. Yeah. The second reason is he said uh, Adesanya saved him from himself yes. when he was sitting around not doing shit. And I want to save and you. And now I want to save him because he's talking about he ain't going to fight for three years. And yeah. I get it. I get it. You know? But, yeah. like, humans are just squirrels on a nut at the end of the day. Yeah. When you're done with that nut, you go off to the next one. Yeah. And I think right now uh, Adesanya's in between them. Yeah. So he's just giving them the nut right there, bro. Like, here yeah. you go, man. Here's your next thing to focus on. Do it. Let's get paid. Yes. And he's, I mean, and he's whole time he's plotting to go out there and get another dub. I don't see 205 going good for him versus Pereira. Probably not. Yeah, I don't Probably see 205. From from what I've heard, I haven't seen him in person. I don't know if you've seen Pereira in person, but I heard that dude's. Oh, like, he's humongous. Yeah, I was gonna say. Don't get it twisted, bro. He's big I as heard fuck. Boy is a big yeah, boy, he's a big boy, bro. Man. And when he get when he's eating good, he's even bigger. Yeah. But like, I train with my homie Jamal Hill. Shouts out Jamal Hill. Yeah. I need to see that. Yeah. I need to see. That. I want to see that. You saw the way bro. he. Bro, this has been done, bro. Yes. It's been written in the stars from the jump. When he beat Glover, you saw the way Alex was looking at him, yes. sizing him up. Like, come on, man, that fight been gotten ready to happen. So, yes. Like, that fight needs to happen. Fuck all the noise. I need to see that. Bro. I need to see it when it's ready. 
Jamal, that's two two that's two dogs I want to get on the. I met uh, Bilal at Bellator. We could get Jamal on, bro. bro. That'd be dope. Say, bro, Seriously. I'm gonna get my boy out here. Yeah, bro. definitely. Because he's on. he's originally from Chicago. That's what I'm saying. He, he got family come? out here. Yeah, but he lives in Grand Rapids. Okay, you know, well, not right now. He's everywhere, bro. Yeah, he's everywhere but Grand Rapids yes. right now, bro. That dude living life, man. It's Let's cool. Go. I'm gonna do. Lord knows, I'm gonna do the same thing when I see my UFC goal, yes. bro. Yes. I'm everywhere. All I'm everywhere. Over. They never there, bro. I'm gone. That's all over the place. Hell yeah. Um, just a little recap, you know what I mean? Just for the audience, I like them to just get a picture of like, you know what I mean? Talk, talk about all the fight knowledge and just where you're at now, where you've been and all that. But like, just what was coming up like, man, you know what I mean? With two, two immigrant parents, you know, I know they had a massive impression on you. So what yeah. was, what was the come up like for you as a young man? Dude, honestly, like I, I grew up like with real strict ass parents, bro. My yeah. parents were always super strict. And the at the time, Yeah, bro. <laughs> at the time I thought that they were just, they were just hoeing me, bro. Like yeah. they didn't like me. They were just way How many too siblings? hard on me. I got I got two little brothers and an older sister. Okay. And um, but in reality, what it what it really was is like they cared about me so much, bro. And they just wanted yes. to they didn't they like I, I'd feel the same way if I was them. I wouldn't sacrifice everything to have my watch my kid just go fuck it all up. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. So I know what they were doing. Yeah. And thank God, man, thank the man upstairs, it paid off. So yes. luckily for me. My parents were always on my ass. They were always super diligent about everything. I, I actually got an award my senior year of high school for never missing a day in my entire life. Wow. If I was sick, I was going to school. That's insane. If anything, they would send me home, but I was going to school. That's insane. And like, they would not go, they were not going for nothing, bro. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to go hang out with friends. I wasn't allowed to leave the crib. Like if they couldn't look out the front door and see me, yeah, I was too far. Yeah, it was an idea. And deal. that's how they always were until I got my own wheels and started doing my own thing. And even Working. then, they were still on my ass. Yeah. To this day, they call me every day, and they try to, you know, like they give me they give me advice here and there yeah. about like real life shit, you know, yeah. things that I haven't done. But now, I, now I have the understanding that you know they just don't want me to step where they've stepped. They don't yeah. want me to stumble in places that they've stumbled. Wisdom. And that's cool, you know. Yeah. I take it all and I learn from it, you know. But also, some there is there is sometimes where the tables are turned, and I'm the parent sometimes, you know. Yeah. And they trust my input. They trust what I have to say, and yeah. it's cool, you know, to get that back from my parents. But that's good. It's because all their hard work and their knowledge and their, you know, their their wisdom it rubbed yeah. off on me and it paid off for me. So. What was your biggest lesson or adversity in life growing up? You know what I mean? That you feel like really shaped your life. Oh, dude, I got a few, bro. I think uh, when it comes to my dad. That's the greatest man I've ever known, bro. All my favorite traits about myself are directly from him. Yeah. I'm less, I'm a spitting image of my dad. I act just like him, talk just like him. I mm. move just like him. And yeah. I love that man to death, man. Greatest man I've ever known. Hardest worker ever. Yes. And if I could put it on paper, like the one specific time, um, it would have to be uh the smoking thing. So yeah. when I grew up, my dad would always smoke, bro. Pack of Marlboro days, a yeah. reds a day. Every, Marble Reds every day. And I guess my mom just got fed up one day. And yeah. she was like, yo, listen, it's the cigarettes or it's me. Yeah. Never again. Cold turkey, never, no gum, no patches, no nothing. What just a dog. Dunzo. Next yeah. day, quit. And then he would always use that example and rub it in my face, though. He'd be like, you ever seen me like try to quit something and not fucking quit? This and that. Like when I was trying to quit dipping and shit like yeah. that. But no, bro, like. I saw that happen and I was like, everything is possible. Yes. Anything. Like other people struggle so bad. It's like 
it's like a disease they say yeah. you know like addiction is a disease and it really is yeah and my dad just cold turkey don't give a fuck about nothing bro and he's yeah. just og as fuck and i love it and like and i love him for it yeah and he put that on me and like i'm the same way if i need to do something fuck it i'm doing it don't yeah. matter what i gotta do i'm a dog on a bone bro yeah I, always let's go dude. yeah now and he's just like he works so hard to the point where like there was times where i was like man i'd just be thinking like this this might sound like an exaggeration but i swear to god to you bro he would work from before i was up in the morning for school and when i came home he wouldn't even be back yet yeah and he would get back when i was already asleep getting ready for the next day of school what a i would dog. forget what my dad was looking like bro yeah what a dog. I would for, he moved here without speaking english yeah. without a lick of english and worked all his way up to be a general manager of tgf fridays yeah like, he started off dishwasher kitchen kitchen manager Worked his way all the way up. What a and dog. then he had to stop, granted, because of his diabetes. Yeah. You know, he had to take care of himself. He can't be yeah. in a high-stress situation. But now he's, you know, he's chilling. He's living good, bro. He's watching his sons thrive and his daughter thrive. Yeah. So it's cool, man. He what paid his dues. He did his thing. And now it's my turn. Yep. Yeah. What an absolute dog. Take us through the fight career, man, from, the, like, day one to now. Like, what did that look like, man, from the wrestling, all of it? Bro, so I wrestled my whole life. You know, that was my, that was my one true love, bro. Like, I fell in love with wrestling. I didn't. Ha I wasn't good at any sports, bro. I was too little for football. I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't tall enough. I couldn't play any other sport. So I got into wrestling. I thought it was some WWE shit. I sign up. Sam Crows is my first wrestling coach ever, man. Uh, runs a practice. I absolutely fall in love, and I was bought in forever. And I did that all the way through college, bro. And I like to tell people, um, I wasn't done with wrestling, but wrestling was done with me. So yeah. it was that time, you know. It was over with. And I got to a point where I was just super depressed and alone and like I didn't have that's the only life I ever knew. Yeah. I just being on that grind, I didn't know anything else. So like I moved back home to Chicago after falling on my face at Iowa. And I came home and I didn't have shit going for me. I was just working a regular ass job, being a regular ass person, and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Started like I had a homie up in Michigan. Um and I searched up gyms, like I just wanted to do something different. And like the number, like I was looking at the Midwest rankings and they had, there was this team in Michigan called Mercy Lago MMA. And they had the number one ranked guy at every weight class, except for my weight class at the time. What I wanted to be my weight class, which was 145. And uh, they had every guy at number one, except for that weight. And I was like, that's gonna be me. A week later, I'm in my car, packed up, ready to go. And I moved to Michigan. No wow. house, no friends, no family, no nothing. I didn't know a single soul in Michigan. Wow. I'd never even touched base with the team to be like, hey, can I train there? Yeah. Nothing. So I moved there, and I'm ready to live in my car, bro. And I was living in my car for a little bit. Granted, thank God, I found a job as soon as I got there at a barber shop, Grand River Barbaco. And I started training. I showed up at the door. They gave me a shot. At the time, they didn't have a single amateur on the team. They wow. were like, um, what do you know how to do, though? I'm like, I know how to wrestle. And there wasn't a lot of wrestlers on the team. Yeah. So I brought something to the table automatically, you know. And but I was getting my ass beat bad. Yeah. It wasn't a real gym. It was a lo It wasn't a location. There was no geotag, no nothing. I had to like dig into Facebook to find just a contact <laughs> to figure it out. And I pulled up. Yeah. And they just beat the shit out of me, and I never left. So uh, I never looked back. You know, I ran through my amateur career in a year, did seven fights, all first round finishes, got it out of there. And then pro debuted, and it's been it's been on go ever since, bro. Something about wrestlers, man. Something about yeah, wrestlers, dude. I was just bought in, bro. It was more than the wrestling to me. Wrestling was my escape from my real life, you know, where my parents expected me to just work. They didn't know, you know, and I don't blame them because they yeah. didn't. They don't know that you can 
you know, you can get scholarships through shit. You, they didn't want me wrestling. They didn't want me competing in anything. They just wanted me to work. Yeah. And I get it. It's cool. But it was my escape. I, I wrestled to be my way out. Yeah. And it didn't work out. So yeah. when I quit wrestling, uh, it was the biggest regret of my life. So that was my motivator. That was my newfound yes. motivator to see this through as far as it could go. Yeah. You know, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for anything else. I do this purely to pay myself back because I owe it to myself to say, I did absolutely everything I could for this and I'm going to go all the way. And yeah. I know it in my mind. It's already done. I just yeah. got to collect. And granted, God's been real good to me, man. He's gave me a great hand and I've played my best with it and I'm in a good spot, bro. So thank God everything's been going good and I, I'm just ready to keep it going, man. It's just my pure passion and I just got to go. I'm bought in. Now, what about pro fights? How many pro fights now? Um, 11 fights deep now. 11 deep now. And then out of what, um, which, like, which, uh, what, do, what do you call it that you fight with? Uh, what promotion? Yeah, promotion. Uh, my last fight was with Fury FC. Before that, I was on the Ultimate Fighter and the Contender yes. Series. Yeah. So I mean, I'm still, I'm still in a position now where you know I'm 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 fighting for a main spot yeah. rather than these other shows like Contender Series and yes. Ultimate Fighter. But uh, God is good, man. You know, I'm just doing yeah. my job. I'm staying. I'm staying diligent, working my ass off, controlling what what I, what I can control, and the rest is gonna fall into place. What was it like doing the Contender Series, working with Conor McGregor, being around Mike Chandler and all those other guys? Because they did a rookies versus vets, so yeah. you got a lot of experience yeah. that you were just completely indulged into. It was cool, man. I, I I coming into the show, I knew that if I ended up on Conor's team, I was gonna deal with the best southpaw that ever hit the UFC. And I was going to have great connections coming out of there. Right. Yeah. And I knew that if I went with Chandler's team, I was going to have a great preparation because he's a wrestler. He's a workhorse. Yeah. You know, he does all the right things. So I was like, either way, I'm going to have a great experience. Yeah. And I was dead set on that in my head. But at the end of the day, my coach went through the ultimate fighter, Gray Maynard. Yeah. And uh, he gave me a lot of good advice going in there. He's like, man, at the end of the day, you got to be ready to be, have it be your own thing. Yeah. Have your own preparation, have your own plan and do it your way yeah. because that's all that matters it's your tournament you got to go and win yeah so i just treated i just took it with a grain of salt bro and i went in there and i did my thing stayed diligent stayed working did all my extra shit on my own and i was all ears bro learning from everybody not just the coaches but the cast members there was yeah. all there, the, the world is full of free game free, take away bro. the fighting yes the whole world is free game all you have to do is become like humble enough to just shut up and listen that's it. Shut up and listen. What was your favorite thing you learned at, at the Contender Series at Ultimate Fighter? Man, my favorite thing that I learned, number one, would probably have to be the different type, like being exposed to the different types of preparation. Yeah. There's physical preparation, which for wrestlers is the mental preparation, but the mental preparation, is a, is, it's a world of its own. Yeah. There's a whole different level that you don't know until you're with somebody that's proficient in that aspect. And Connor is the best at preparing mentally. Yeah. That dude is intense, Insane. Man. The practices weren't necessarily hard physically, but mentally you were locked in and you were 100% dialed in on the technique and ex exactly what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And he taught me that familiarization with what you're trying to accomplish is what's going to get you there. The power of visualization, the power of familiarization is what's going to get you there. Yeah. Every rep that you do, it's 
it's it's not a rep in the gym. It's not something you're doing in the gym. It's a rep at MGM Grand or it's a rep it's a rep at Madison Square Garden. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that you do, you have to picture yourself doing it in the biggest of stages and the biggest of moments when all chips are on the table. And that's how I do everything now. Everything I do, it's like if I'm running my miles, I'm running into the octagon. The entire fucking five miles that I run, I'm thinking this is my run of the octagon. Yeah. I swear to God, in my mind, that's how I see it. You know, I win everything. Everything I do, I win it. Yeah. I win my run. I do a little better than last time. I I try to beat my dog. Like, my dog is like a, a road dog, dude. At little Baby Aspen, shouts out to my baby. Miss her. Um, every day. Like, we've clocked in 2,500 miles. That's together. insane. And that's just logged miles. We've ran yeah. more and we've walked definitely more. Yeah. But just running pure miles alone, road work... 2,500 miles with my dog and I. Wow. Yeah, and she's fast as fuck, man. She don't stop. Like, she'll yeah. run. She's good three to five miles a day. No problem. Yeah. And my goal is to beat her. If I yeah. can get my dog tired and I'm not tired, it's a good day. Yeah. But she's a pit bull husky mix, so she can go all day long, bro. And she's fine. Yeah. Especially in the snow. Like, yeah. she's, like, below zero. That's her time to shine. And we'll be out there getting it outside yeah. in the cold. That's insane. Hell I hate, yeah. I hate cold work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So cold tub, I try to get that in every single morning. Got to. That's lifetime though. So oh, I think yeah. they're like probably 40, 40 degree plus. I can't imagine they get some of these cold tubs will get down to like you can get it like 32, 33 yeah, with the surface. Just keep will, it yeah. Circulating. Yeah, circulating. Yeah. The surface will freeze a little bit. You guys got some funny cold tub stories down down there at the the uh at the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. 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 So oh, yeah. what was it like cutting Conor McGregor's hair, bro? It was cool, bro, but he got so many people around him that are pulling him in every direction, bro. That it's so hard to get that man assist, so, bro. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But it was cool, though. I mean, it like was a, a great hour experience. Haircut. It was cool. Yeah, it took me a, a smooth little hour, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to have nobody sitting in a chair for no hour, bro. That's, yeah. Because if he's sitting there, I'm sitting there. Yeah. So I got, I just got to, I like getting them in and out. Yeah. Attention to detail. I have a system. I have a way I do it. And it's perfect. It's precise. It's locked in. Yeah. Dialed in every single time. Yeah. But with when someone when someone's moving, they're throwing your your system off. They're yeah. throwing your 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 steps off. So you're just like, damn. But mm. it is what it is, man. It was cool. It was just a way to pass time and get to know them better and just chop it up about real life shit rather yeah. than you know even people like that that are that high up there, they deserve to be normal at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my job to give them that. So I was talking to him, chopping it up about normal shit. Hey, how the kids doing? How's the wife doing? Like regular shit. Yeah. Instead of, hey, can you sign this for me? Can you do this? Can you do this? You know? Yeah. Everybody needs to unwind, and that's what I get to provide for other people. Yeah. So to me, that's real cool, and that's one of my favorite parts of my, my day job. That's dope. What's Hell the coolest yeah. thing you got from McGregor, though? The coolest thing I got? Yeah. Knowledge, wisdom, anything. Definitely that. Experience. But um, one of the coolest situations, like one of the coolest things that I uh, that I remember about Connor is... Uh, Right before my fight, we had just got done with practice. No cameras were rolling. No mics were on. So I know that it was 100% genuine. Uh, he pulls me aside and he's like, bro, honestly, I, I, I see gold in your future, bro. I really think that you're going you're gonna to be a world champion one day. I really believe it. Yeah. And that was, to me, so fucking cool, bro. Because he didn't have to say that. Yeah. There was no cameras around. There was no microphones on. Yeah. You don't, I mean, he don't got a cap. You don't got to say something to make it look good on camera. Like, it was just yeah. real. And That's to fire. me, that was dope. Yeah, it was that's dope fire. That's amazing. And being his number one pick was also really cool. Yeah. Because I was his number one seed. And for him to see me training and think, oh, just off of training, being like, oh, this guy, that's my best guy. That yeah. was To me, that was badass. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. So 
here we are now. We just finished up the graffiti. You're still training, getting ready. Where do you see yourself 12 months from now? 12 months from now, yeah. man, doing my thing in the UFC, but also doing my thing outside of the cage. You know, I want to have, yeah. I want to have uh, my barbershop concept rolling by then. I want to have, yeah. I want to have the keys to my second and third house. Uh, I got big plans in motion, bro. I got, I got things I'm really trying to get cooking. And uh, I definitely want to just be, I just want to be good, man. Be good. Be, have the people around me be good. That's all yeah. I really care about. At the end of the day, I do it for all the people around me, bro. So yeah. I want to. My when I just all, I I I don't like looking at the future too much. I like looking at every single day because people cloud their vision when they're looking at the destination. Yeah, you know, I just look at the step right in front of me. Yep. Have so to. every day I wake up, I have do. To. I win that day. I win the next day. I win the next day after that. So yes. for right now, I want to just keep just keep scaling up when it comes to the real estate tip. Yep. You know, sell the house I'm in now, take that money, park it. And use that use that as an investment on my next house and yes. get a little bit bigger of a house, get a bigger of a house. Because yes. right now I'm looking at about shit. I'm hopefully I'm creeping up on a little bit like like a hundred thousand dollars. Let's go of profit bro. in this house. So I'm yeah. like, man, if I can do that and take that into the next house, you know, yeah. I'm putting myself in a real good spot. So yeah. uh, I've been able to rub like like I told you, I've the fighting has helped me a lot. It's opened a lot of doors, but. Being a good person is what's really helped yes. me in my lifetime. Yes. And it's helped me rub shoulders with some great, great people that have great impact on my life and great things to offer me. So one of my homies, Dan Corey, he's all about real estate, man. Yeah. That's his thing. And he's he's worth a, a big old bag. Yeah. And that dude has some shit to say, man. If yeah. I just shut up and listen to him, I think I'll be all right, man. So yeah. he's been pointing me in the right direction. Shouts out to Dan, man. He's a is great he in guy. Chicago too? Uh, he's actually in Michigan, bro. Michigan? Tell him he's, come down get yeah. on the pod, bro. Oh, I'll get him on, bro. Yeah. You guys will talk about some shit, man. Yeah. That dude can go all day long, and I can listen all yeah. day long. Yeah. Love to get him on. Hell yeah. All right, as we wrap up, I don't know if I asked last time. Uh, a lot of people aren't. Some people are. Favorite movie? Favorite movie would have to be Four Brothers, bro. Yeah, Fire Movie. Four Brothers is a crazy yeah, movie. Yeah, Fire Movie. Favorite artist or favorite genre of music? I think I listen, songs I listen to both English and Spanish, All of but it. Yeah, you said when that. it comes to Spanish music, I'd probably have to say like regional Mexican. So uh, Tigrillo Palma, Los Originales de San Juan, yeah. uh, Chalino Sanchez, stuff like that. Let's go. And when it comes to English music right now, I'm heavy on that New York wave, bro. So yeah. I'd have to go with the Joey Badass, yeah, yeah. The, the West Side Gun, yeah. you know, Benny hard. the Butcher, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. hard. Um, Favorite restaurant or food? You can't anywhere with a good cut, bro. Good steak. Yeah. That's my thing, bro. I, I eat a lot of meat. Yep. I'm, I'm on the caveman diet 24-7, bro. If it comes in a wrapper, I, I'm not fucking with yeah, it. Yeah, nah. So yes. I need a good steak, good potatoes, that's and all. good service. That's all. Because I, I could grill a good potatoes, steak yeah. at home. Yes. I don't need that. What yeah. I need is good service. Because if, yeah. if it's just about good food, I'll never leave the crib. Why yep. would I do that? thousand you know? percent. Hell yeah. Yep, thousand percent. Trying to think, is there anything else you want to get off the top of your head? I think we're good, bro. We're I mean, wrapped, bro. if anything, bro, I appreciate you having me on, yes, bro. I appreciate you. Especially over the last few days working yes. here, bro. I feel like I've had a, 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 like, it's been cool to look into your world a little bit, bro. And yeah. you're, you're making serious moves, bro. So yeah. anybody who does, like, who, who who has the time, bro, definitely has a lot to learn from you. So yeah, thank you It's much. cool that these guys look up to you and they learn from you. Yeah. And you got a great thing going, bro. So my thank hat's you. off to you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Well, another episode of Adversity Kings, and it is, your last name is Gutierrez, Gutierrez, right? yeah. Yeah, so Mando Gutierrez, and you can follow him. It's literally basically El that El Toro one. Gutierrez, yeah. Yeah, El Toro Gutierrez. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So, hey, we'll put that on there for you guys to easily be able to go follow him. Hell yeah. This episode will be out real soon. 
Like, follow, subscribe, whatever. We'll see you guys. Peace. Oh, yeah.